Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Today, I'll be interviewing Juan Batista, the creator and author of the comic book Demon Cop, the unique story of Javier Vasquez. This project was originally on Kickstarter and has ended at this time, but Juan will reload this project back onto Kickstarter at a later date, if he hasn't already, with different backer rewards and goals for Demon Cop. Before I describe the synopsis, I must provide trigger warnings for the subject matter. There's mentions of sexual assault, death, and suicide. A child born from a rape victim has the ability to see demons due to the fact that he was created by a demon-possessed officer who sexually assaulted the baby's mother. The attack sends the father to prison where he gets killed. The mother is to commit suicide after the baby's birth, making his life's mission to save his parents' souls from damnation. He searches the city he was raised in for the particular demon who's responsible for his existence to destroy him personally. While working as a cop and for an angel, he makes a deal to capture and destroy one million demons in return for both of his parents to be cleansed of their sins so they're able to finally reach heaven. Now, let's welcome Juan Batista. Hello. Hey, how you doing? All right, how are you? Doing all right. <clears throat> all right. So thanks, Juan, for agreeing to this interview with me. Um, I'm here with Juan Batista for uh, the Dima Cop, uh, the unique story of Javier Vasquez. Is that how, did I say it correctly? Vasquez, Vasquez, yeah. Vasquez, I apologize. Um, it's no currently problem. on uh, Kickstarter. So who who is Juan Batista? What are you about? Who is Juan Batista? Hmm. Uh, first and foremost, I'm just a regular guy. I grew up in the in the streets of New York with a pretty tough family. Uh, and growing up at the time that I was growing up, like around the '90s and such, with the family that I that I have, uh, there there was never really focus on dreams, you know, and uh, goals and things of that nature. The focus while I was growing up was always to survive, how to survive. And, uh, you know, and because of that, <clears throat> I uh, I was always into comic books and video games and things of that nature to help me get past some of the traumas that I had to deal with growing up. Uh-huh. And I always found entertainment as the best way to escape things. And I always wanted to in return, create things for entertainment for other people who also needed entertainment for for escaping their issues and things like that while growing up. So I kind of grew up a nerd, a geek a little bit, but, uh, you know, also struggling with not being able to really express myself until up, up until this point now that I'm an adult. And I'm able to actually create and believe in myself enough to want to create and make things like Demon Cop and uh, other projects that I'm working on at the same time. Yeah, I, I totally understand um, the escapism of of art in um, whether it's producing the art ourselves or even consuming it. But I, I mm-hmm. yeah, I totally understand it. Um, so tell us about. Um, Javier Vasquez's story. Well, it's funny because uh, 
I don't remember exactly what I was watching, but I was watching a video about children born from assault, mm. a sexual assault. And it made me think like, you know, there's not enough of that, of those people being represented in uh, books, comics, or you, you just never hear about it because the story is probably so difficult for most people to even discuss that, you know, they were born because of an assault. So I, I figured I'd, I'd, I'd want to make a story about a character who was born in that type of environment. And then the, the story kind of built from there. Okay, yeah, I totally understand. Um, so what is so what is it about in I guess in general? So you don't, I don't want you to like to spoil anything for the readers who want to, but um so what what is Demon Cop about? Uh, I mean, yeah, it the character, the main character Javier was um born, um was conceived through sexual assault, but um what else what else does his story entail? Well, um <clears throat> it's I also in the means of thinking of that, I also know that uh, people struggle with the idea of their personal personal demons in, in our life, in our real life. And with that, sometimes, you know, all of us, sometimes we wish to know that it's not us personally that, that are making particular decisions and that it's an outside source that's making us do these things like the little you know the little demon on one side the little angel on the other yeah and uh <clears throat> with that being said in this story basically the reason why the assault happened was because of a, a demonic possession of his father mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of decisions that are, that get made in this universe that are created are because of demonic possessions, and it's not about our inner evils, if you want to look at it like that. Okay. Um, so, how was the creative process as a whole? From what you said, you got the idea from uh, watching a um, story about children conceived through sexual assault to now um, you're now promoting it for a publication to fund the publication of it. So from that whole, the whole process in itself, from the thought of it, the idea of it popping into your head to mm -hmm. now promoting it. Um, when I thought of it, I just wanted to write it down, like, you know, a cool story maybe I could share with people you know, just write it out and uh, see if people would read it and, and enjoy it. And then, you know, I realized I'm at a point in my life where I can, because growing up, like I said earlier, there was no real focus on, you know, my dreams or, or goals or things that I wanted to reach for myself. So I never really attempted throughout my life to do anything <clears throat> or focus on being creative and after I thought about the story and writing it I figured it'd be a pretty awesome comic book something that went, again when I was growing up uh, it was easy for me to enjoy like the superheroes Spider-Man uh, Batman things of that nature and their stories 
and how cool it was to read about them and see the visuals. So I figured uh, I want to make it into a comic book. And uh, I looked around and uh, found this guy and this artist on Twitter that really helped me with the, the cover. I figured if I can get a cover made, then it can become something. It can become realistic. Like I can visually see it becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a great job making the cover for me. He, he drew it out exactly how I visualized it. And uh, that gave me the, the strength and the courage to want to continue and push it and make it into an actual comic. Okay, so yeah, you're so you're doing the writing, and you have someone else that's um, creating the images for you. Correct. Okay, that's cool. Um, so, how was it? So, did you have to go to like several other artists to finally find a guy that you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, let me tell you, it's difficult to find because you know, of course, the the cost mm-hmm. of certain things. And to find, there's a lot that goes into comic book writing that I didn't realize until I started trying to get into it. And that's, you know, finding someone not only to draw the images you're looking for, but then ink it and then color it. And then finding someone to draw out the words. It's just a lot. And I went through a lot of people just trying to figure out pricing and, you know, when they're available, <clears throat> trying to match visuals. Because <clears throat> before I found the, the guy that I finally landed with, I went through about at least 20 people. Wow. <laughs> and like half of them had super high prices. I'm talking like $700 for one image. Just for the cover, the $700. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like how much money do you think I have? realistically but uh some of these guys you know they feel like their art is worth that price so you know it's hard to uh talk them down from that so i went through a couple of artists because I, I wanted the images to look professional too uh-huh. you know what i mean i didn't want to just if that's the case i'm pretty good at drawing stick figures i just stick figured out the whole story if, if i wanted to but i wanted to look like a you know a comic book decent something that so if someone just looked at it they'll be interested in reading the story yeah that's what i'm that's where i'm coming from when i saw it i was like oh they got this you know this brown guy on here you know with some type with the supernatural elements on it and that's what i'm interested in and i immediately right. was drawn to it so i immediately opened it and read about the story and i was like oh i want to get in contact with this guy and see you know listen to more of what he's about well i appreciate that so um, what is the story, the environment? Is it based within um, like within the city or did you do any type of world building? So far, um, I kind of based it off of New York where I'm from, uh-huh. but it's its own uh, imaginary city. And uh, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, I've created a whole universe and i'm I'm kind of hoping through the books i can expand on them because i've gotten i've got quite a few stories but i'm just still working on the first book to be able to be created and go from there 
was it a struggle to create your own world within a world because it's like it's existing within one already right you know whereas when you're world building you have to i think it's more difficult with creating your own world because you still have to have rules and laws and some type of status quo yeah i've struggled more with trying to stay grounded Mm -hmm. with the story and not go all over the place with it you know once you start writing and the you know the book opens and you just you know you start oh yeah this would be cool that'd be cool and you start adding so much stuff that before you know it you're all over the place with it Mm -hmm. so writing it I've had a struggle with trying to keep it down to earth keep it down to the city keep it down to the character uh and not just make it this huge like universe in one in one uh book just trying to figure out how to spread it out evenly uh expose the the whole universe gradually yeah maybe just give it like bits and pieces of it to help progress right. the story go along but not dump like to have a huge info dump of everything Correct. plus you know with the, when the artist does the artwork you know, it'll describe that you'll visually see the environment. You don't really have to describe it at all, right. but you have to, as the writer, you have to put in the information, but you don't want, you don't want to put too much all in one time. Right. Right. It's cool. Um, did you ever have any type of like writer's block or you think like when you're, when you're writing and you're like, well, I still have to work or collaborate with an artist on how to do this. So you know, was there any type of struggle with writing it, knowing that someone else will have to come in later and de- visually depict what you're writing? <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely a, a learning process, being that it's my first comic book, and I'm working with these two guys that uh that worked on books before, so they they've definitely helped me a lot with being able to keep the story, uh, in the small bubble that it's in. Uh, my my real struggle personally, I feel like I have so much to say and mm-hmm. share that you know one second I'm focusing on this and then next thing you know, I've come up with like twelve more stories or this would be cool too just based off of this and I'm like no no I got to stay focused on here uh-huh. and uh, you know keep it where the artist can understand you know the one the guys that are drawing and such understand where I'm coming from and help me keep this in its little bubble so yeah it can be a little struggle as far as uh writer's block it might be maybe a couple hours where I'm, I'm sitting down trying to think but then once I get in a quiet zone like how I'm in right now it just automatically oh yeah, this would be cool. Let me add this, you know, let me get deeper into the story, things of that nature. So I don't really struggle with writer's block. I struggle more with trying to contain my ideas because I'm always trying to express a lot. Yeah, I I totally understand that. Um, How important do you think it was to depict um, this? Is is Javier Black? Do you consider him Black? I'm just just trying to get it down. Uh, He's like a he's definitely a brown guy, pretty much, right? Like yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I kind of based him off off of myself uh-huh. visually, and uh, of course my heritage. I'm Dominican and Puerto Rican. 
a lot of people don't know or don't want to accept the fact that Dominicans and Puerto Ricans are Africans uh-huh. as well. So that the Afro-Caribbean culture and the mix, I'm going to, I'm, I plan to mix all that into the character and, uh, and build it from there because it's a lot easier to write when you're kind of like writing about almost, almost writing about yourself. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Um, so how important do you think it was to have that Afro-Caribbean representation, um, not only you writing it, but visually as well in your comic? I think it's very important because the, there's, there's not enough of that type of representation in art, mm-hmm. whether it's comic books or books. You know, obviously you see the, the Supermans and the Batmans and they all look the same. Uh, and I kind of wanted to... I wanted to do something where children of these descents can look at this guy and say, you know, he represents me. Also, you know, him being a police officer and the way things are going now, as far as uh, how things are going to society and, and the relationship with the police, I also felt like that also needed to be a thing to help people understand like not all police are evil you know i mean the way they're being depicted now there's a lot that are making terrible decisions but in general i don't want to look at and i don't want people to look at it like they're all evil it's just uh the way things are going right now there's definitely a lot of bad apples and with this character i wanted to represent the good guy the one the guy that's trying hard to save the day uh-huh. and being one that's also of color and there's going to be a lot of uh issues and things in the book that he's going to be going through that that'll help not not just people of our color understand but whoever else wants to read the book that isn't just African or Hispanic and see that uh, there's more to a character than just, you know, the uniform they wear or the, the color of the skin. Uh, yeah, I totally understand that. Um, what is What insight can you provide to other up and coming um, art, like artists or writers in comics that you wish somebody had told you, like with the cost and the struggle with finding an artist for just for a cover, not even for the whole book, just for a cover of it, and then writing the comic, you know, and struggling right. with like panels and stuff like that. It's different when you read it, but then when you're yeah. actually creating it, like what advice could you give that somebody you wish somebody gave you? Um, you know now. I I definitely say to, I'm sorry. That's fine. Do your research. Do your research before you even decide to do anything research there's plenty of videos on youtube and such that explain the process of writing and the process of of trying to find other artists to draw for you like luckily i was able to you know go through twitter and search hashtags and go through fiverr uh i use fiverr a lot as well for for a lot of art and some posters uh make sure you have the money (laughs) Mm -hmm. money talks you can't just 
be like, hey, can you do me a favor? Or expect, you know, an artist to draw something for like 20 bucks. Like, make sure you have the money. Make sure you do your research. And make sure you're sure that this is what you want to do. If it's just a, like a hobby, like, oh, it'll be cool that I just create a comic book. Now you got to really want to do it because the, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy to keep the story where it's where you want it to be and then expand it slowly and to find the artist and to find the artist that fits with your story. So research and save your books. Yeah, that's... Yeah, like I've, I didn't really have to struggle because I also write myself. I write my own urban fantasy series, mm -hmm. and um, I had someone who self publishes herself, and she who's also into urban fantasy, so that helped mm -hmm. out a lot. And I could, I couldn't even imagine if I had to do it all by myself. So, you know, yeah. I mean, and it wasn't the cover, getting the cover and the the wrap of the book wasn't right. that expensive in my opinion. It wasn't that exp expensive. Um, and luckily I did have the savings where I could pay for it, but it's like, what if I didn't, you know, what if mm -hmm. I had to shop around? What if I had to spend money just for nothing to happen with it and then have to start all over again? So I've, I've, there's been two times, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Oh, no, fine. There's been two times where I spent a good amount of dollars on an image and it turned out nothing the way I, like nothing how the way I wanted it to. Uh -huh. Or the artist took about like three weeks to even respond back to me. And then when they finally did, it was it wasn't what I wanted. So that can happen as well, where you might even lose out on some money. But some artists still expect you to pay them for the work, even though they didn't do what you asked them to do. Yeah. Or they took weeks to do something that should have took all week. Yeah, that's like honestly one of my biggest fears is just losing money I mean I I I rather I don't know what I would rather do I don't know if I would rather lose time or lose money I mean neither one I mean money you can get back but like right. I could that money could have went to a bill that money could have right. been something to you know something right. else especially, that I could have a lot quicker you know right uh, especially when it's high when it's like you know someone's asking you for 300 dollars for an image and you're like Ah, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then when you when you look at their, their quality of work, you're like, hmm, man. I can see why it's three hundred dollars, but I don't think I can pay three hundred dollars. That's a lot. Yeah. Especially if it's this one in your case, this is your first one. So it's like yeah. you know, it was a big risk you wanted to take. So <clears throat> if you don't mind me asking, how much was it to um, have this produced the cover of the um demon cup um i was lucky enough that the artist that i'm working with didn't charge me nothing crazy it was it was around like 200 200 close to it i don't remember the exact number i have it all written down but it's close to that and i was lucky enough that uh i found some other guys because right now I'm working with the cover artist to do the whole book so he can stay consistent with the uh -huh. art. But right now he's working with other people on other books. So technically he won't be able to start my book until September. Uh -huh. So I've been lucky enough to find other artists to help uh, create my posters that I've been putting up to uh, 
sell as well with the book. And uh, those guys, they got like three or four posters. With them. They're so talented, but the price is so workable that I've been lucky with that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, my next question is, what is your idea of success? And I ask that because like, if you're not working a full-time job or if you're not, you know, um, getting regular paychecks, like a full-time job, um, you're not considered successful. You know, this is something a lot of artists, writers, anyone just in general in the arts, this is what we're conditioned to believe when you're working in art, especially um, it's a highly competitive field and it's incredibly intimidating, um, right. especially when you first start out. So what are your thoughts on success in working in this field? Mine specifically is progress. You know, even if you make a mistake and you take three steps back, you're still better than where you were before because before you really right. didn't know anything. Uh, success, I think success to me is taking the chance, taking the chance on doing what you love to do, what you want to do. For a long time, for years of my life, I was afraid to take the risk or take the chance because like you said everything is you need to have a job nine to five you know it was it was always buried into my brain you, you need to survive you need to ex survive to exist but it was never there was never any backing on expression and being able to express myself especially for someone who uh, like myself who didn't really have a lot of friends and um yeah, you know, I grew up very quiet, reading comic books, nerd picked on all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and now that I'm at a point where I feel comfortable to be able to express myself, it just taking the chance is where you succeed. And, and then going through the process of taking the chance and doing what you love and creating art, music, whatever it is that you, you like to do is success to me, you know and being able to enjoy the whole process, not just, you know, creating something. And then at the end, when it's over, when it's, when it's finally created, like this from the beginning to when you're done and then pushing it and going on to the next project that'll help you uh, express yourself and express uh, uh, what you love to do. I think that's success for me. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share with us while I still have you? Uh, yeah, actually, um, as of now, the, the tomorrow from this date, the Kickstarter is going to end. But I, uh, I plan to start it over with a, a more reasonable number. Uh -huh. I kind of try to I did a lot of mathematics and I, I went to the highest number that it's going to cost me to, to get everything done. But I think I'm going to break it down to smaller reasonable numbers, the easier to reach. And uh, you'll be able to follow me on everything, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, under the same name, The Humble Juan B. And I'm always updating each one with information about all the projects I'm working on. Currently, I'm working on theme and cop, but I also like to do short films, 
And uh, I will also be working on the novel soon once I'm done with Demon Cop and things of that nature. Yeah, I saw on uh, that um, on the Kickstarter that you were interested in short film. Do you have any short films out right now that people can see? Uh, I have like little two minute, three minute things like that I've made but aren't excellent. You know, I'm still learning how to how to film and and what how to use the camera and things of that nature. Yeah, I mean, um, and you can find me on uh, YouTube with most of my videos. It's about the same name. By the same name, okay. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to start somewhere. I mean, most people tend to span don't go past five minutes anyway. Yeah, so, <laughs> especially with the TikTok videos, the most you do is a minute, you know, and then the reels on Instagram, I think it's a, yeah. most of it is like a minute anyway. So, right. It, I mean, it works if you want to do them in like one minute increments. I think they used to do that on Snapchat. They did a, I think a movie or something like that on there. Mm-hmm. where it was only a couple of minutes so i mean it could work it could definitely work if you still want to do something smaller and then yeah. at the end make it longer or whatever it may be so yeah i got a handful of videos on there that i think will entertain people but like i said earlier i'm my biggest struggle while creating is just trying to stay focused on one thing uh-huh. I'm, I feel like I'm at a point in my life now that I'm finally able to express myself. So I'm constantly trying to express in different situations. I'm making a short film and then I'm making the comic and then I'm making a novel and then I'm making a song. I'm just all over the place sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I totally on this. I totally get it because because uh, with the I, first I started out in writing with the urban fantasy and then when I got that down pack, I got bored. So then I started... Mm-hmm doing this and then first it was just um anime anime series that you know um like uh cowboy bebop and inuyasha mm-hmm. and stuff like that and that was only bi-weekly but then when i got that schedule down pack i got bored and then i started doing movies and then i got bored and i started doing interviews like right because it's like you got you just gotta get it down pack like once you get it with demon cop you'll feel more comfortable with moving on to something else. Like once you hand it off to somebody else, when they start doing the images for it, then you can probably breathe a sigh of relief and then move on to something yeah. else, you know? Yeah. And then once you get that down pack, once you get the schedule adjusted for that, then you move on to something else. You know, right. you can still be working on other stuff, but you you got it down pack. You're not just starting out like you were before. Right. No. Um, other than that, um, I pretty much, I think that'll be it. Um, one last thing you want to push? Um, just come check me out everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at the Humble Juan B. I have a lot of videos, uh, mostly comedy, some horror. I definitely, I'm a horror fan. Me and my girlfriend do a lot of videos together. Me and my brothers do a lot of videos together. And uh, you might find something that'll entertain you from there. But yeah, yeah, we all should uh, check it out. So again, this has been an interview with Juan Batista in promotion for his comic, Demon Cop, the unique story of Javier Vasquez on currently on Kickstarter. Um, unfortunately, by April 25th, it'll be down, but you are restarting it up again with uh, lower increments as far as like backing it, correct? Correct. Okay.
So um, that's pretty much it. I'm KS Garner, and you were listening to the Solo Nerdboard Podcast. Thank you. Again, that was Juan Batista, the creator and author of Demon Cop, the unique story of Javier Vasquez. You can follow him on social media under the handle at the humble Juan B, that's B as in boy, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for updates on this comic and other works of his. Once more, thanks to Juan for sharing his story with us. I'm KS Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Thank you.